What up, you guys? Welcome to the Anointed Sinners Podcast, a podcast about a sinner, myself, that's been anointed by the Holy One to do what I do on this podcast. What do I do on this podcast? Discuss my walk with Christ with other believers. This is not a debate, just a discussion. Okay, so um, today I would like to talk about religion versus spiritual. I feel like there's a negative connotation sometimes when people hear that they're a religious person. And I just, I don't know where I fit into this realm either. I'm just curious, like, of who thinks that. And no better person to talk to about this than my best friend that I've known for 14 years, who's practically like my little sister, um, Jade, and her mom, Mama Manly. Um, Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they've known me growing up my whole life. Uh, Mama Manley's been a deacon at the church that we've gone to, growing up going to. Um, she's an author also. The Power of Eve plug right here. Check it out, you guys. It's on Thank Amazon. you, Jada. No problem. Um, full name, Deanna Manley, just in case you wanted to Google it. Um, she's Googleable. And... Um, so, like, I guess, you guys, what do you, for myself, I guess I'll start and tell you, like, what the difference is for me. So, when I hear that someone's spiritual and they attend church, I typically think that they um, live free from the Old Testament. But it doesn't mean that they don't necessarily believe that the um, Old Testament doesn't have good things to continue to consider. But when someone says they're religious, I feel like they strive for pre- perfection based on the old testament that's kind of like how i differentiate the two in my head but like what okay. is what is jay whoever wants to go first what do you I'll guys go think? first um i think for me and how i look at both of them for me i think re- it, when someone says that they're religious to me that's more of a they're bound in their tradition and so it's like a organized set of beliefs that they really believe in. And so I think that's where you get into individuals needing or really vying for a church or some type of house of worship. They look at rituals as being um, very important, such as like communion. And so that's really where I look at um, someone saying that they're religious is they're really, um, they want to stick to their traditional um, beliefs or set values as very, um, as opposed to spiritual, to me, kind of like you, Jada, I think it's more of a um, fluidity there. It's it's more of a free um, thinker. They definitely believe in a higher being, um, but I think it's more about just an individual practice for them. Um, and in that practice, it kind of develops their beliefs around their experience with Christ. And so that's my personal opinion um when it comes to someone being religious or someone being spiritual and kind of like you I feel like I'm in the middle of both of them um because there are things that I appreciate about tradition but um there's some times where I feel like I I can be more of a spiritual person than a religious person that's understandable what about you mama manly what's what's your take on spiritual versus religious so for for me you know I I definitely agree with with both of you however i think that um when i think of religion like jade i think of tradition but also routine okay um how somebody does something religiously uh without question it becomes a part of their um 
their character makeup, um, their their discipline, um, their moral code. Uh, when someone is is religious, um, and and I think also with respect to religion, it has more to to do with uh, you know especially in the United States and I guess other places too. Um, organized, I, I think of organized religion, you know, something that's organized. Um, you have the the leader and whether you call him pastor, reverend, priest, elder, whatever, but you think of, I think of, of leader, um, that there's a leader and then there's, you know, other um, folks in the body that serve in different um, positions and ministries. So that that's what I think of when I think about religion. It's it's something that's organized. It has um, there's different, um, of course, sets of beliefs and and doctrines that people have adopted from the Bible, from both the Old and the New Testament. Um, when it comes to spirituality, it it I think of that in a broader sense. Okay. So. Someone can be spiritual without having to attend uh, a religious organization. Okay. Um, it, it's someone who is in, in tune with uh, with God or, or whatever deity, deity it is that they, they acknowledge. Um, also, when it comes to spirituality, it, it encompasses, I believe, all, um, all different kinds of doctrines as well, you know, because you have um, Buddhism and Hinduism and Taoism and, and um, um, Islam and Christianity, Judaism, all of those, I think a person can be spiritual um, and, and still also be religious if they're attending, you know, services or doing um, things that are, that are, um, acknowledged or taught by their specific um, religious organization. So when I think of religion, I don't just think of people being Christians. Right. Yeah. So I guess for me, my definition of like religious is geared towards Christianity because I'm a Christian, but Mm -hmm. I guess it would go beyond their spectrum of like anybody that uh, associates or has some sort of dedication to a specific religion um, in the strictness of that. Like, I'm, I'm not well-versed in other religions and, like, what is acceptable and what's unacceptable. Like, are sins, do they have sins or do they have penalties? Like, I don't know what other religions do, so mine is very uh, narrow for what I consider as religious for spiritual. Um, right. I did ask some people on Instagram what their definitions of religion for spiritual are. And for you, um, Mama Manley, when you said routine is something that you associate with religion, someone said um, one can be religious and be far from God, a repetitive devotion to something yes. is what they see as religious. And I, I could agree with that. Um, I just wonder sometimes why do our generation see spirituality or identifying as a spiritual person more acceptable or more freeing than saying that you're religious like I me personally I've been trying to figure that out because I do think within our um our uh age bracket uh, generation there that's the word I was looking for 
you do see more individuals identifying themselves as, you know, I'm more spiritual um, than religious. And I think sometimes that might come down to, I think when people talk about religion or saying that they're religious, there is, I think, a fear associated um, with living up to those expectations of what religion entails. And so it is those sins. It is, you know, eternal punishment. It's God's wrath. It's all those things that I think sometimes it can like that can seem so far-fetched to be able to live up to that especially in I think today's society where you see a lot more things being accepted versus I think when we were younger Jada um (laughs) and that can be a range of different things whereas I think spirituality allows them that um that room where it's like you know I accept God I love God or I, I accept you know whoever uh, or whatever, whatever, what, what thing that I believe in, but I necessarily don't have to put myself in the box where I have to live up to these expectations by this doctrine or live by this um, written word. And right. so for me, that's kind of what I think. I don't know if you guys differ any. No, I, well, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, I like the, the comment that that person made where a person can be religious and very far away from God. That, that definitely is true. And I think of um, people who like, when I go get my nails done, and they have those Buddha um, statues in the fronts of the stores or the shops with fruit and a candle or or whatever, and they do that religiously. Mm -hmm. Like you will see that um, on a continual basis, and they change out the fruit. And then I also think of those um, different religions that pray three times a day, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sunrise uh, at noon and then at sunset. Yeah. Um, when we think of how Hanukkah is celebrated with the the, the number of the days candles. and the candles and, 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 you know, the different foods that they eat. Right. And, and also abstain from that's that's all part of those religions. Right. So, um, oh, yeah. Right. I no, I think I think um and speaking of about what that person commented, I definitely think that's something that I can see right. because um when you so when you talk about somebody doing something religiously like say you know it is important to me that I go to church every Sunday, right? Right. Well, in that and just in my life in general, um I have noticed that there are others who might feel that way where they feel like they have to go to church every Sunday, but then you ask them after church, you know, well, what did you get out of the sermon? Right. And it's kind of hard for them to give you a synopsis of what they got out of the sermon. And so for me, it's like, okay, there's a disconnect there. You appreciate this routine or this structure of, yeah, you know, I have to go to church to be connected with God, but then you might ask them something and they really can't tell you, or even maybe sometimes looking in the congregation and people don't seem, they seem disengaged. Yeah, no, Uh, I I so. I think also, I don't think you, for me personally, I don't think one is greater than the other, whether somebody classifies as spiritual or religious, because like I said, you can see somebody um, doing something in a routine, like going to church every Sunday, but they're them not growing um, any as a Christian or whatever um, belief system that they believe in. Yeah. So like some of the people on Instagram, when they I asked them what spirit being a spiritual person meant to them. They said that you believe in God or Jesus and be led by the Holy Spirit. That was one person. Another person said in tune with the Holy Spirit that um, aligns and backs up with scripture. It's in its conviction. 
And then another person said having a personal relationship with Jesus. And then another said being the creation of something greater than you. Um, And for the people that reference like the Holy Spirit, I wonder like, and nobody like knows about the Holy Spirit until like you've experienced it and you've been a part of something that showed you it or told you it. So like Mm -hmm. you would have had to either go to church or you would have to read the Bible in some capacity. Like the Holy Spirit is a presence, but like, I guess the source of that presence, which is Jesus and God that leads you, you have to have had some stem from religion to get there. I feel like, does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I think uh, when I think about my um, definition again and how religion is that organized, um, set of beliefs I really think religion is kind of faith in a sense or that's how I at least look at it whereas spirituality leans on your direct experiences it doesn't exclude faith but like you said I think you know it takes for some experiencing to happen whatever that is or you know however that happens for you to then have that connection or have something tied to say you know no God did this or you know, I had this conversation and this happened or he moved in this way. Right. Um, so I, I definitely can see the two because I, I really think spirituality is an individual's practice in their own relationship and however that moves. Um, That's, I like how you said that it's like spirituality is someone's like individual practice and then like faith was religion. I don't think that they had a lot of people also reply that they're not mutually exclusive, that you can be both. And I agree. I believe you can be both. I just wonder why, speaking from my generation, talking to people, why they see it that if they ever say that they're religious, they don't, like, it's a negative thing. Like, if I were to tell somebody I'm religious, they're like, oh, well, maybe she doesn't like uh, gay people or, Mm -hmm. you know, she... Well, yeah, and then that's when I think it goes back to that judgment. Like, that. those, you know, I think, those fears associated with religion and those commandments that you live by and sins and all of that. I I just think, like I stated before, I think we have really moved into a new phase in society where judgment, I I mean, judgment shouldn't be cast by others for like anyway, but it's, it's become a lot more accepting. Um, And you will see things like on television and commercials and movies more than you would have ever seen it before. Right. Um, And so with that, I I think that's where you might get the negative connotations with, well, I'm, I'm still religious. um, But I don't, I don't think it has to be looked at in a bad light. Like for me, like you said, I I feel like I'm a mixed um, bag of being religious and being spiritual like I do appreciate the tradition um that religion kind of puts out there I do appreciate going to church however now in quarantine I do appreciate being able to um, pick up my phone and tap into church but I do miss the environment of actually going into um an atmosphere or a house of worship where I can be with others like myself and um just be in the congregation um collectively yeah collectively yeah and i'm sure you can probably speak to that yeah i um getting back to the issue of of the generational differences um i because i'm older (laughs) and have experienced just a little bit more Mm -hmm. um i too have seen the, the um 
I guess the, the evolution and what I call in, in my book, the downward spiral of society. And so along with that, um, and the, the religious organizations, we'll talk about the different churches and their doctrines, um, and even, even, the, even the people that attend um, or those that lead. And so you, what, what has happened is a, a couple of things have happened. Number one, you guys' generation, you've been exposed to more. Much, True. much more. That's a fact. You, you I didn't have think the opportunity to, yeah. to, to learn and know more because of the, the internet and everything is so available and readily right. accessible. Uh, the other issue is that there are, there are um, unfortunately, and I hate to say this, but it's just the truth. Anyhow, there's negatives to these different um, organizations and doctrines Okay. Um, they, they, unfortunately they, they've done, they've picked and cho chosen what they wanted to, to establish, you know, you know, out of the scriptures, how to establish their doctrines. Facts. Um, and so the other part of that too, has to do with the fact that, um, there is hypocrisy and you, you can't just keep being hypocritical right. and expect the youth or the younger people to not see and not know that. Right. So, That's true. but, he, but here, but here's the the flip side of that. This is where Jade was talking about the judging. Mm -hmm. So then the young people can use that as an excuse as to not go to church because Come of the on. hypocrites that are there. Come on. However, the church is, the church is made up of people that are, that are, that are striving. Right. That are imperfect. Right. Um, you know, that are, that are, um, we are sinners saved by grace. Come on. Um, we, we have all fallen short. And so there's not enough forgiveness, I think, um, um, in, in, um, in any generation, really. There's, yeah. there's just not enough forgiveness. I think that the older folks that are in church tend to judge the younger folks for what they're doing. The younger folks are looking at the older folks saying, why don't you have it together yet? And so... Um, some of the going, speaking to, to the traditions Jade was talking about, right. some of the traditions don't speak to the current generation. Mm -hmm. And I think the pastors that are more, um, popular for lack of a better word, right. um, more well-known are those that are trying to speak to not just their generation, but the younger generation. Um, it doesn't mean that we need to change everything in order to um, appease or to or appeal, or appeal right. to the younger generation. Um, but some of the some of the old traditions, like say for example, hymns. Like I love hymns. Hymns, if you read the words, they're um, they're beautiful. They're they're inspiring. They're encouraging. Um, you can relate to some of the thing, some of the words, um, you know, for the hymns. So so. Um, do we do away with the hymns? Absolutely not. Right. Um, and, and so then, then there's other issues that people have in the church about giving, you know, how to give, what to give, do yeah. you tie, do you not yeah. tie, what does the Bible say about that? Right. Um, what about prayer? What about this and that? And right. The, you know, the, the, um, um, communion. Yeah. 
um, because we, we attended some churches that did not do communion on a regular basis. And it, and for me, having grown up in a church right. where that was done every first Sunday, it was right. awkward. Right. And it felt and it felt very strange. Gotcha. Um, now I'm back in a church where we do celebrate the Lord's Supper every every sun every first Sunday. So those kind of things I think are what's causing um, the disconnect. And then more importantly is the understanding right. of why we do what we do, right, when we do it yeah. and how we do it. There's 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 the I feel like the religious community has has fallen short, quite frankly, has okay. fallen short in explaining to people why they are doing what they're doing. I agree on that one. Yes. And if, if the explanation was there, I think you would have more people, you know, more younger people engaged. Right. But if you ask some people, why do you do what you do? They, they couldn't tell you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I had that epiphany like the the earlier this week. Like I understood tithing because that's something that someone told my parents told me, and they were like, ten percent goes to the church," and that's just been a thing. And I talked to my dad, and I was like, "Dad, like, did you? Because I, you know, COVID, I'm home all the time, so I could do a little bit deeper of a study, and I studied like various scriptures that reference tithing for like two yeah. hours, and my dad, I asked my dad like who told you about tithing? And he was like, I, it was told to me by my parents. And I'm like, okay, so it's just been told to people from generations, but nobody sat down and like looked at the scriptures and figured it out for themselves. And I think sometimes, at least I know for my experience through COVID, I have allowed, um, like another person said for religious in um, on Facebook, it says follow a bunch of man-made rules trying to please God. And a lot of people have, I guess, allowed the church to guide them in what they see as right and wrong and not actually look at the scriptures themselves. And well, I, I, I'm sorry, Jada, I disagree with the man-made rules. I agree. Yeah. Those rules, those rules are not man-made. They, they come from the Bible. People have, like I said, they've taken scripture some out of context right quite frankly right and 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 adopted it as part of the the doctrine right so, but if somebody doesn't know like somebody new to faith right goes to a church and the pastor takes script a specific scripture out of context and you follow this religious leader and you believe in not necessarily him but well him and what he says to be true and you don't look for yourself then it becomes a man-made rule because you aren't taking it on for yourself to read for right. yourself and really figure out what the scriptures are telling you. You are just believing what someone else told you is good guidelines or rules to live by. You know what I mean? So I Absolutely. guess that's where they were kind of get the man-made rule part. I mean, that would, that's how I interpret it. I don't know if that's what their truest intent were. Yeah. And doesn't the word say study to show thyself approved? Yes. And a lot of one thing that I've learned through COVID because I just have more time to do it. And I don't know if that's like to show how busy we are as a society, but because I have more time, me and Jade went through a whole Bible study of uh, first Peter and we learned so much about the word and what was written in just first Peter. I never even looked at the book of Peter before this. time. Yeah. Frame. Just even words that, 
you probably have used on a daily basis or may not have used. And it's like just really understanding just the true definition of a word and why this specific word was used to portray this particular message. Right. Um, And I think that sometimes from like looking at scripture for myself and like hearing other people talk about being religious or spiritual, I feel like the qualifications for people, at least I could understand a perspective of like somebody like, well, I'd say I'm spiritual because I've done enough um, research or I've experienced enough things to know that there is a God beyond me or somebody created me, right? But I haven't done it enough to qualify myself as religious because I really didn't study anything myself. You know what I mean? Like I haven't taken the time on a regular basis to really learn for myself. So I feel like some people say that they're spiritual because it's easier, like because you know there is a God, there is somebody that I pray to, there is somebody that's higher than I am, whose ways are higher than my ways, but like that's easy to say. And then Mm -hmm. when they say like, when you hear somebody say they're religious, not only do they see the practices of going to church every day and tithing and praying on a continuous, like a repetitive devotion to something and showing that I think that's why a lot of people might disqualify themselves of being religious and just let stay at spiritual because I like it's easier to say that I'm you know to know that there's a higher being but not to really um dig deep and grow in that relationship yeah yeah and the interesting thing about the word spirituality is that if we break it down um the you know to the to the root word is spirit right and 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 we we are all whether we're religious or not whether we believe in um uh jesus christ um we are all spiritual beings right because when he created us he blew into us the breath of life which is his spirit and so um then when you when you come into christianity and accept christ as your savior um, and your Lord, then, then that's when the Holy Spirit comes. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit has been sent to us, specifically to us, uh, us meaning Christians, as a guide, mm-hmm. um, as, as, as someone that we can listen to throughout, throughout our days. Um, our, the Holy Spirit whispers things to our spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell us things um, you know, like, don't go that way or right. do this, you know, um, I know for me, the Holy Spirit reminds me of things. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm getting ready to go out of the house and it's like, oh yeah, I forgot such and such. And I realized that that's not coming from me. That's coming from the Holy Spirit. Saying, right. Don't you remember X, Y, and Z? Right. And so you're right. You, you, that personal relationship is then, is then, um, experienced. Um, because we are spiritual beings and we have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. But for someone to say that they're spiritual, I still believe that people without Christianity that are not Christians can still be spiritual because we're all, we all have that spirit. Right. We are all spirits. I believe um, that. So from our conversation, I guess a question I'd, I've, I pose, I believe people can be spiritual but not re- religious, right? We can agree yeah. that, but can someone be religious but not spiritual? Absolutely. Okay. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Because I guess you would fail, follow the rules and regulations of whatever. If we're, if we're talking about, if we're talking about being in tune with our, our spirit, our spirit connected to God's spirit, definitely people can be out of tune or not connected in that way. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that they still don't have that spirit in them. Right. They do. They're just not um, connected. Yeah, like um, you, like you, like people will say, you know, I'm just going through the motions of things. Right. That's kind of what I can see um, when someone says that they might be religious but not spiritual. Like she said, they're really just not in tune. They're just kind of far from God. Still kind of going on a day by day. And for me personally, I know I think COVID has allowed me to just slow down. Right. And really look at my routine and things and make sure that. I am doing things that are meaningful to me and not just by repetition. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I think with both you and I doing that Bible study, I think that allowed me the chance to refocus and really kind of, kind of an oil change. It allowed me to get it in <laughs> tune again. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Right. You need to drill this down a little bit more. Right. Um, so, yeah. So back to your point, Mama Manley, when you were talking about, how our generational difference of us being um, overly exposed to things now, do you yeah. see the, do you see online church as a hindrance or a benefit to people in their walk with faith? Well, okay. So if you had asked me that prior to COVID, I, prob- I would have a different answer, Okay, but I think yeah. with, with COVID, <laughs> Um, it's definitely been a benefit right. because everyone can't, like myself, I'm, I'm, I don't feel comfortable going to church right now, right. Um, mm-hmm. even though they're practicing social distancing and all the other stuff, right. I just don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to do the safe thing, and, and but we do tune in to our church on Sundays. Gotcha. So um, I think that the online church i mean if if that's what people if that's what people choose to do mm-hmm. then then okay because that, you know um we could talk then about um the televangelists that are on tv <laughs> yeah I, i've been watching them for yeah. for a long time you know different people right. for a long time i remember um when i first came back to christ um came back to my senses um, <laughs> came back to my senses. Um, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, um, tune tune would tune in every morning to Joyce Meyer, right, on the radio, right. So, like, I would listen to Joyce Meyer and Charles Stanley both on the radio, and then I would watch um, different people on television, you know. And it's not, it wasn't, it it was never a replacement. Gotcha. It was an in addition to. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about at least podcasts now, right? Because um, there are a few podcasts that I've at least followed, mm-hmm. and I, I I like that. I feel like it's in addition to, but I don't feel like it's a true replacement, at least for me solely. Right. The only reason why I bring up like online church is because, for a religious standpoint, it's there's a tradition to going to a physical location every mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, and we're all in a time frame now where we can't do that. So online church has been uh, an avenue for people to, that have that practice to be able to keep doing that. But I guess if we're talking about how 
I guess it's easier for someone to believe what a pastor is telling them from scripture instead of digging into it for themselves. Does online churches give you too many voices like of like perspectives on things than you just having one direct pastor that you trust or church that you trust to get your understanding of scripture? Because I feel like through this time, a lot of people can it like young people that have never been invested in church. This could be their opportunity because now it's unfortunate, not unfortunate, readily but available. It's readily available. It's at their convenience. They can do it all the time, anytime, whenever they want to check on a check into tune into a church. Right. So, um, my last podcast, we talked about the importance of, um, your growth in faith and whether, having a church home is is a necessity for your growth in faith. And I believe that if you are new to Christ, yes, a church home is essential because you need to have that community. You need to have people to lean in. You need to have some, some people or person to help you learn about scripture and the walk of Christ. But once you have built that community of people, it like for me, my growth really comes from, a, my own devotion and reading the scriptures for myself and also the community that I built from the church home that I that I used to attend. But now we're removing a building or a church home from people and now they have multiple different people they can talk to, to listen to all the time. So I could see how people of my generation could become really lazy to the fact of reading scripture for themselves. They know that they can tune in for 30 to 45 minutes on their phone or in their car or whatever and hear a pastor speak on their interpretation of a scripture and then use that as a application to their life and never really read the scriptures for themselves. So now they're led by multiple different people on solely their perspective of scripture and not taking the time to read it for themselves. So that's why I asked, do you see why I asked about the value of online church to you during like, and young people like, because like you, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. You said a lot there. I did. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. You said a lot there. So (laughs) really Jada, it's no different. Okay. Um, you can listen to 10 different pastors and be lazy yes. or you can have one pastor that you go to church and you're still lazy. Yeah. Um, so even though there's a lot more, um, of the word available from coming from different sources, um, I don't see that as being any, in really any different Okay. or, or, or yeah, any different to someone's spiritual growth. Than back in my generation, you know, when I was younger, much younger, and um, you just you heard your pastor every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So if I listen to my pastor every Sunday, and first of all, am am I am I applying what they're saying? Am I trying to apply what they're saying to my life? That's the first question right there. So whether you're listening to one person or ten people, it's it's about the application, right? Um, and then it's also about, like you said, studying for yourself. Right. Does it does it make people more lazy? No, people are lazy. They've been lazy. <laughs> they so they're going to be lazy. If they right. Have, have 10 different people that they listen to. So um, I, I think, though, the one point that I do want to make about the multiple people 
um, you definitely have to be careful of course. who you listen to. Right. For yeah. Sure. Right. Um, because the you know, in the words of Jesus, my sheep know my voice and another they will not follow. Mm-hmm. And and so there are certain people who I just will not listen to. And I know who they are. And I've, I've you know, been listening to different people long enough. It's like, oh, I'm not listening to them. Right. Of Africa. Of Africa. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paula White. We'll call her out. Like Paula White. <laughs> um, um, and, and so, we, you know, we continue to pray for her. But I, I can't, I can't receive from her. Right. And that's not my judgment. That's my spirit and the Holy Spirit. Letting me know I can't, I cannot, I cannot, um, I can't receive from her. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks about try the spirit by the spirit. That's how you're able to de- determine and discern, you know, whether or not you should, you should really be listening to this person mm-hmm. or, or not. Right. Um, your spirit, if you're, if we are really in tune with God he will tell us, mm-hmm. he will tell us, you know, no, stay away from that person. That you know, me. that is not of me. Um, you, you know, because in Jesus time, there were the Sadducees and the Pharisees mm-hmm. and they were religious. Yeah. But they were far from God. Good point. Good point. Yeah. They were far from God. They had all these different rules and regulations and all the 615 or however many commandments there were in the, in the, in the old Testament that they tried to religiously follow. And they didn't even recognize Jesus when he came. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is your take on it? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I have on that. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I I agree. I I think um, to piggyback off of what my mom just said, I do think you have to be mindful of what you allow yourself to receive or who it's from. Right. Um, and so just like you have stated, you know, it's really up to me as a person to apply it and to understand it, to study the word. But I right. think um, if somebody chooses to pick a place of worship, you should, I think you should also, um, I won't say study the different churches, but I think you should definitely um analyze the different places of worship before you just pick one to fall under that umbrella for guidance and leadership um and so yeah i think i i just think you have to be mindful of what you allow yourself um to fall under um and who you allow yourself to be guided by um but i definitely think um Nowadays, by having, you know, everything kind of at our fingertips, I'll agree also with what my mom says. People are just lazy in general. Um, like, you know, I, I could go right now to drive to Chick-fil-A or I could get DoorDash to deliver it to my door. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, yeah. there's just a laziness that I think just comes over time with, you know, technology and everything. It's just a matter of us as to um, are we willing to put forth the work? And whether that is everything is virtual, whether that's church is back in session and COVID is no longer here, no matter what that is, I just think it really comes down to, are we dedicated to do so? Um, Do we want to strengthen our relationship with God? And then what does that look like for um, somebody? Because what it might look like for you might be something totally different than what it looks like for me. Right. And I think, I guess not my fear, but like, I guess my concern would be 
certain people that are uh, spiritual, like we've agreed, everybody can be spirit. Everybody is spiritual, or you know, they have a spirit that is mm-hmm. living inside of them. So we we know spirituality is something, of, at least that we three agree on, is common for everyone. But when the spirit leads you to learn more for yourself on whatever religion you might be interested in, which in this conversation would be Christianity. And I guess the first stop on that for most people is to go to church. So Mm -hmm. if you have multiple pastors that you're listening to, I feel like you could eventually be trapped in the religion of it because in not saying that like religion is just strictly from a pastor, but you could be trapped in like following what this one person's like view on everything is. And you're not, like you said, getting it for yourself. Yeah. You're not doing the application. Um, you're applying what they said directly to your life and you're not, um, digging through the scriptures yourself because now you're like, okay, well I believe in God and I want to learn more about God. And I found this, you know, five pastors that I tune into Monday through Friday and mm-hmm. you just continue you feel like that is allowing you to grow in your your walk and then when you're challenged with things that or situations that apply to what these teachings are you automatically take whatever they said about yeah. scripture and apply it and you're not yeah. reading it for yourself where like so I, I do I think I think it's just taking it that step further because right. I mean take technology out of it and saying you have like all these people that you can tune into just, I mean, even now, or I mean, even a few years ago, you go every block and there's a church. So if like, say I'm just out here and I, I want to learn more about um, religion and, you know, kind of being a Christian, I would think, you know, prior to kind of technology taking the movement or um, a, the place of a, a lot, people would typically go visit all these different churches because there's literally a church on every corner. And I think, you know, at least then you really just have to have found one that kind of speaks to you and that right. spirit. Right. Um, so I, I, again, I just think it's about uh, doing the work and figuring out what works for you, but you do have to, I think, um, dig a little deeper and study it and, with a fine tooth comb and apply it for yourself and not just rely upon um, a sermon to for the application yourself. Yeah, because I feel like um, a lot of people, and I'm guilty of it myself, can go through like the routine of going mm-hmm. and not Absolutely. even taking out technology, like you said, get into the routine of just going to church every Sunday. And yes. applying whatever said pastor put into prescription, into you know, practice. And there has been a time before this where even technology or even cars, if we want to go that far, that existed. So people had like local churches that everybody attended. But if that local church was not open, people gathered in houses and read the scriptures and Mm -hmm. figured it out for themselves and discussed it. And I feel like we are I don't know if it's because we have so many so much access and there's so many different churches and like we have cars now we have technology yeah. we have like every- and I think I think also we have to get away like I think when you first started you said that you know if right now I were 
I was to say, whether it be on social media, I'm a religious person, people kind of look at that with a negative connotation. Exactly. I think we have to get away from the popularity of things. Exactly. Like, yes. I, I just think that, you know, that's just what it is. Like, I don't care to be popular in the sense. Right. Um, and I even think that goes for churches. So me, for me personally, I know a lot of people love the elevation style. That yes. is not my style whatsoever right. for me. That does right. not speak to me or for me. Right. And so I do, I feel like in a, a, a lot of different times I would say that, or, you know, like, Hey, come to elevation with me. It's just like, okay, I'll, I'll come. Right. Um, but, but this is going to be home for not me. That's how I'm fulfilled and that's okay. Exactly. Um, so yeah, no, I feel you. I mean, I just feel like I could understand people's, uh, negative connotation for religion because mm-hmm. like, identifying as a religious person because they automatically associate that with a church or routine of doing something and they don't actually understand that uh, being a religious person also takes um, your own dedication to figuring out why you're committed to what you're committed to which Mm -hmm. I feel like we've lost and we're not perfect people exactly and I also think people put like perfection on yeah. religion and like uh grace and progress on spirituality so they feel like there's a hard shift between the two mm-hmm. um but i feel like through covid m- re- religion to me has been really looking at the bible for what it is and letting it guide me and teach me on my own because mm-hmm. me and brandon po- prior to covid we're looking for a church home and we didn't really find one, un, you know, we still are in search of a church home, but we do have other pastors that we listen to on Sundays, and it's not the same pastor every Sunday. But mm-hmm. because of that, I still, Monday through Friday, want to learn more about God. Like, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit has guided me to want to dig into Scripture for myself. Yeah. And doing that has revealed to me a lot about what's, christianity is truly about or Mm -hmm. what my responses to certain situations should be and how to prepare me for things like first peter was all about the suffering like yeah but in not a negative way it it was literally preparation of like it's gonna happen and you can't say you didn't know about it because it's it's here (laughs) right but like yes people that don't read the bible for themselves like they'll listen to other pastors that just preaches that it's all good all the time. And yep. that like, if, and then when something happens, you hit a roadblock, you're looking up like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like this wasn't a part of what I signed up or for they what think, I thought this was. Right. Or they think that that roadblock is the devil. No, sometimes yes. God tests you and it's a part of the suffering. It Jesus was tested. Like, but nobody mm-hmm. like not saying nobody, but a lot of people don't dig for themselves and really yeah. understand their religion so instead of digging for themselves they're autom- they automatically like i'm spiritual because holy yeah. spirit like cool and it like you said popularity it's cooler to be spiritual than it is to be religious but yeah for me i feel like um the negative connotation comes from a the strictness of it and how people see others or actions that other people do as disqualifying to them to be a part of said religion um and b it's just hard 
because they see like the Bible is not a interesting book to read for themselves. So they're like, I know that God exists, but this big book, I don't really care to look at it. So much going on in there. And then they think that the Old Testament is Yeah, or is they like, may not have had the examples. Exactly. Of, you know, somebody, you know, exactly. lead by example. You, you know, for both you and I, Jada, we both had parents who were in the church. And right. so it then became a part of us. But right. in that routine right. and, um, you know, we learned from that. But then as we got older, we had to, you know, figure out, OK, well, what am I taking from this and what am I leaving from this or what works for me mm-hmm. and what may not work for me? Right. But it's it, it working for us is also us knowing what it is. You know what yes. I mean? And I feel like the acknowledgement in the the. Uh, attention that it takes to really know said religion is what I would say from us being a part of this generation that we lack. And I think that Mama Manly was able to be a part of a generation that wasn't overly exposed and that took the time in certain seasons more to really look at it. Where for us, yeah, everything's on Google. If I want to it know. Is. It, well, it, it goes back to that instant gratification. Hey. And you have this big Bible in front of you. And right. it's like, well, what do you like? Well, give me the skinny version of it. And, and it's not, you can't do that. You can't. And but... so that's where I think the popularity um, or the unpopularity comes from is that there is no skinny version. It's something that you have to get for you. Exactly. And you have to do it yourself yes there's no easy way in this there's not an app that'll tell you everything that you need to know yes there are apps out there now yeah but they can give you the highlight no there's no cliff notes yeah it's not what it is so yeah as technology and things evolve um your personal relationship is up to you as to how it evolves yeah what do you we've been talking about a lot Malma manly what where where you at (laughs) so wow um (laughs) So yeah, so so there's, I there's no shortcut, Definitely. for sure. Yeah, there there's no shortcut. I think that also Jada, that I'm hoping and praying that during this time, where people have had to stop and slow down mm-hmm. and and somewhat hunker down and and isolate and all that stuff, that they have also um, stopped to reflect mm-hmm. on their own lives, right? And what really matters mm-hmm. um because i know for me uh, the things that i i thought i had to do you know going here and going there and doing this and doing that and working and all of that i, I it this has afforded me a, a a time just to kind of stop and slow down right and and look at okay so what really what really matters and what is really important here right and unfortunately our society although you know, they say we're a democracy. We're a capitalistic society, and it's about the hustle and 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 the and getting it and, right. and all of this materialism and and all of that. And in our effort to chase after what we think we're supposed to have or get or or whatever, mm-hmm. um, this is this hopefully has allowed folks time to stop and and wonder you know what is really important here and what's important to god yes um the other the other thing that i want to want to comment on too is is the concept of the church okay and the concept of the church 
home. Okay. And yes, the Bible says it's in the it's in the Old Testament, Jeremiah, I believe. It says, I will give you pastors according to mine heart. Mm -hmm. I will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Right. And so I I know for me, my discovery, my epiphany came one day when I looked at that scripture and I saw that the word pastor was plural. Um, Because when I first saw it, I thought, pastor, okay, I have one pastor and that's the pastor I need to listen to. That's the pastor I need to follow. This is the pastor God gave me. But then Mm -hmm. I thought, and it said pastors, plural, which means that I can have, um, I'm, We'll, we'll have multiple pastors in my life. Right. Okay. Okay. Fine. So, so that's out of the way. But as far as like the church, the church building, we have become so enamored with the church building mm-hmm. that if we don't go to the church building, oh my goodness, what will happen to me? Exactly. And I think that's that's what a lot of people also have probably gone through during COVID, which is why some people are are still going to church and having to having to to have right. to go to church yeah. in order to feel like they're connected with God and that's such a shame. Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is is that we are the, are church. the church. Come on. Preach it. <laughs> Come on, Mama Mary. Thank not, you. Thank not you. The building. Right. Not the building. We are the church. We are the body. Mm-hmm. Not the building of Christ. We are the body of Christ. While I do agree that it, it's it, it you know it's it's wonderful fellowship to get together with brothers and sisters in Christ right. and be able to worship collectively right um, and and have that experience right we we are the body of Christ and so as you were talking about um, when it, when someone is new to Christ that they should definitely connect with the church body not the church building, but a church body, mm-hmm. that body then should take them in right. and disciple them. Yes. 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 And teach them. Yes. So a lot of yes. churches have the concept of the, the new members class or whatever. Right. The new members, and I have to be really careful about how I say things on this podcast. <laughs> the new members class has its place. However, it is not, it is, it is not what it, should be in in totality mm-hmm. and what i mean by that you you go to like four or five classes and then they say okay now you're a member you get the right hand of fellowship and and okay now you're you you belong but but to disciple someone jesus was with the disciples how many years for a long time three <laughs> three years yeah you know and 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 even longer than the, a week <laughs> right longer yeah. than a week longer than four days he was, he was with them and so he discipled them and taught them. And so I have been of the belief for the longest time that our our motto should be relationship to discipleship. Come on. And yes. And, and so, and That's so, Pastor Manley right there. Mama yeah. Manley on the on the podcast. And, and Preach. So you you develop a relationship with someone and then you go on and, and are and they are discipled by those who have been walking with Christ longer. That's how it should be. Yes. Unfortunately, that's not how it is. Right. Unfortunately, too, when we talk about the church, the building, mm-hmm. you go there, you, you say you have a church home, but and you, you make, you know, you have people that you know and you're in relationship with, but are we really looking at each other as brother and sister? Come on. Right. 
Are we really caring I, for each other? Right. Are, do I know you further than Sunday morning? Ex- mm-hmm. Come on. Do I know what you do? Do I know your family? Do I Come know, on. Yeah. you know, what do I know? What do I really know about you? Right. And so we go to church and we, um, and this is why I think a lot of young people are turned off too, because you all are probably more social mm-hmm. because of social media and everything and wanting to yeah. share yeah. pictures and what's going on with me and stuff. Right. And and then you, you go to church and there's this like, hi, I'm sister so-and-so. And then you go away and then you don't talk to each other for a whole week yep. because why? Everybody's busy and we got other things to do. So we're right. not really building relationships. Right. So we, we we have to go to square one first and start with relationship building. Come on, and then and then go to discipleship. Right, because if I can go to a church for five years and the same usher is standing at the door and she never introduces herself to me, I never introduce myself to her. I don't even know what her name is. Right, what kind of body is that? It's a disjointed body. Yeah, facts, facts, and I feel like that's why I feel religion and religious people have a bad rep is the disconnect between that Mm -hmm. relationship and honestly the relationship with God in order for us to grow in any relationship it's a two-way street you have to communicate with them you have to take time to learn them and a lot of people might think what does it mean to take time to learn somebody you have to be in their presence you have to see how they you, you know Kind of. You do kind of have to talk to them. Right. You have to talk more, to them. More than just, hey, how you doing? Let me give you a hug during meet and greet. Right. And, and we'll, we'll keep it moving. You have to talk to them and have and not be afraid to have conversations right. with them. And not be afraid to let your guard down or your take that mask off. Right. Um, because, oh, my goodness, you might find out that I have some flaws. Yeah. Or even when when you... When I think when a new person comes into a church, people automatically know this is a new person. Yes. But it's not until, okay, stand up and greet our visitor that you're then greeted. Right. As if, like, hey, right. you are new you here. Right. You matter. matter. You're like, a person. You guys knew that as soon as I walked through this door. So why not have, why not have a better experience from, like, the first moment? Rather than kind of prolonging it, and I'm just kind of looking around like I don't really know the way to go. I'm confused. Oh, it's offering time. I stand up now. Like what? So so yeah, yeah. I think we have covered on so much, but so many good things in this podcast, and yes. um, I really hope that people that listen to it, like, I'm not here to like convince you to be a religious person, and I'm not convincing you to be a spiritual person. I'm not saying that there's two specific categories that you fall into just give you something to think about just something i was thinking about (laughs) and i'm talking (laughs) to other people about what they think about um the general premise is if you don't know my podcast is me talking about my walk with christ with other believers and not to have a debate just to have a discussion i'm never here to prove that anything is right or wrong because i'm still trying to figure everything out myself but I just want to know other people's perspective because we live in a generation where we're led by a lot of things, but we don't know things for ourselves. And I want to know what you guys have been thinking about. 